podcast family. Welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. My name is Kanji. I'm Tara. And this week, Tara and I are going to talk about our favorite pop culture picks for this season. I know you're really excited about this one, Tara, because I don't think anyone knows more about pop culture than you do. You say that, and I had to try real hard not to make it all TV shows. Like, just to be clear, (laughs) I was like, I need to shake this list up a little bit. But yes, I love it. Growing up, did you watch a lot of television shows? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, because we, you know, we were the latchkey kids. That was my babysitter. (laughs) One year, I think it was 1985 or 86, so I would have been an adolescent, probably around my son Roman's age now. My cousins and my brother and I, we were a part of a family talent show. Mm -hmm. And that talent show, I created a rap. Of course you did. And it was called TV Girl in a TV World. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a video of that somewhere? There is. I'm going to need to see that. And I will share with you that my Aunt Carol Mm -hmm. sent me a clip of that video with me, with my Jerry Curl and all. Oh my gosh. Rapping. With no rhythm. Uh, no, that can't be true. It, it's very true. <laughs> well, I need to see it. <laughs> but back then, I watched a lot of television. Right. And what kind of concerns me a little bit about the TV era now is how inappropriate some of the television shows are that come on during family time. Yeah, that's you know, true. You know, because here in Texas, a lot of the primetime shows start at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And all of our kids are up about 7 p.m. And some of the content is rather risque. Um, Also on streaming platforms, there is just an accessibility and availability of TV shows. And we as parents have to make sure that we monitor the content the kids are watching. Yes. We've talked to Gage a little bit. You know, we try to be close, you know, watching what he's watching. We'll walk through the living room a few times and make sure it's not something crazy. But we've been pretty good about keeping him on the kids' version of the streaming platforms Every now and again, I'll hear something and be like, what are you watching in there? <laughs> I have to go check on him. What you talking about, mama? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I would give that reference to my kid. He would have no we idea. I have no idea what we're talking about. That's correct. Zero. But Roman also doesn't watch television. He watches a lot of YouTube videos and TikTok shows. Mm-hmm. And I realize that there's not a lot of pop cultural things that we do and share together. But some of the things on this list, Tara and podcast family, are things that I got from my kid. And so I cannot wait to share with everyone my pop culture picks for fall 2021. I can't wait either. Let's get into it. Well, of course, our very favorite thing in this moment, in this season, is something that both you and I have been enjoying. Yes. is the TV show of the season. And what is that? Ted Lasso. How did you hear about Ted Lasso? I stumbled on Ted Lasso randomly on a Saturday. It had just started. The first episode was out and I was doing homework and I just like Jason Sudeikis and it popped up on my Apple TV list. I go, oh, watch this. So for me, I tell everybody that I discovered it, obviously, and got everybody into it. But that's how I found it. And then Jason randomly watched the second episode with me. And it's one of the few shows we watched together. Mm -hmm. And... I I just love it. It's just good, feel good TV. If someone had never seen Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. which is harder now because it's in season two, mm-hmm. it has won a lot of Emmy Awards. Mm-hmm. Jason Sudeikis, not your husband, Jason, but <laughs> Jason Sudeikis won the Emmy Award for Best Actor. 
um, Hannah Waddingham. Mm-hmm, Waddingham. She won Best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. And Brett Goldstein. Brett Goldstein. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Won for Best Supporting yes. Actress. So it is getting recognition and accolades in season two. Mm-hmm. But you're right. When the first episode and season came out on Apple TV, mm-hmm. not a lot of folks had heard about Ted Lasso. Right. So if you are talking to someone who has not seen Ted Lasso, how would you describe it to people? What would you say the show is about? I say, uh, I mean, I'm pretty straightforward. It's an American football coach, college football coach. He goes over to England to coach a soccer team. He knows very little about soccer. That's how the kind of the setup is. And then I tell everybody. And then from there, it's just falling in love with these characters. You just, I just love them so much. All of them. It just makes you feel good and warm inside. Not necessarily appropriate for kids of all ages because of the language. Yes, the language is very colorful. It's very colorful. Yeah. But I would argue that we could have adolescents watching it as long as they're provided the context and understanding that those are adult words that are being used. Yes. There's some pretty adult. I mean, I'm going to tell you, adult words in England are out there. (laughs) So, yes. But I mean, we tell Gage a lot. We watch shows with language, and we'll just preface it with, hey, listen, you know there's grown-up words in here you don't use, mm-hmm. and and let's just move on. So we're pretty good about that. I mean, we've watched, shown him a bunch of movies from when we were kids, and those are full of bad words. So it is what it is. And Ted Lasso is on Apple TV. Correct. Apple TV has also given us my favorite movie so far this year, and this is a movie that I saw with my husband and my mother, Coda. Mm. Simply spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage anyone that is listening it to get that free Apple TV subscription, watch Coda, um, maybe continue the subscription um, yeah. and keep watching Ted Lasso. That's right. Yes. They also, and um, we're now we're just plugging things that aren't even on our list, but they also have a really great show with Octavia Spencer called Truth Be Told. So put that on the Apple TV list. And I will put that on my list. Mm -hmm. Because you mentioned it a few weeks ago. You told me I should watch that, but I have not. And I will. Yeah, there you go. It's a good one. Maybe I will wait until the Thanksgiving holiday break and binge watch it then. There you go. You have two seasons to get through. So basically, we started our pop culture list with Apple TV. Apple TV is our first pop culture pick. (laughs) And here's here's why. And here's why. (laughs) And of course, and of course, we'll throw in the morning show. That's with Reese, right. With, with so many good ones. Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. That's right. Yes. Pop culture list cannot be complete without Apple TV. What else you got on your list? Well, we'll stick with TV for a second. So on my second one, it just came back. It's one of my very favorite things. And their new season just started. And that's the Great British Baking Show. Have you watched this? Never. Okay. Do you watch any reality TV or cooking shows? The ones with Gordon Ramsay, yes. Okay, so the Great British Baking Show has been around forever. It's it's an old show, and they have most of the seasons on Netflix. And then they'll start the new season, and they'll do one episode every week on Netflix. So it's not like a full binge. And basically, this group of people go into a tent, and every week there's these baking challenges. And um, they have these two judges, Paul Hollywood, and oh my gosh podcast listeners are going to be very upset with me because I just forgot her name, but they're on there all the time. And you then, could make a name up. And- I could, but, and you wouldn't know, but anyway, it's awesome. The weeks are categorized by whatever they're baking that week. So there's like cake week and biscuits week and scones. I mean, it's amazing. It's such a good show and it just started back up. So that's my number two right now. Yeah. I don't think that'll make my list. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a kanji show, but it might surprise you. You should check it out. Do the hosts yell at the contestants? It's very wholesome and lovely. Everybody's very adorable. 
if they're not yelling like Gordon Ramsay, I'm not watching. You're not it. in. All right. Well, good to know. Good not to know. for me. Sticking with TV, my favorite TV series that has just launched is the reboot of The Wonder Years. Mm. Now, the original Wonder Years came on the air in the late 80s. It originally aired in 1988 um, for a couple of seasons. And it was the show of a young kid coming of age in the late 60s, mm-hmm. a young white kid. The reboot starring the voice of Don Cheadle is the reboot starring a young black kid coming of age in the 1960s. And I watched this episode with my husband. We tried to get our 12-year-old son to watch it last week. And he didn't want to because he was watching a TikTok challenge, right? Right. Priorities. But we we watched it in awe and we watched it together. And it's just so very well made. And podcast family, if you do have adolescent kids, I would really encourage you to sit down and maybe make it a family night with your kids. The Wonder Years reboot, taking a lens to what that experience was like for a Black family growing up in the late 1960s and coming of age in a middle-class Black family. It's only one episode in, Mm -hmm. and so I have high hopes. I love it. I loved that episode, and I hope that they will continue producing that good TV. It was feel-good, and it was just made me realize that we are far removed from that history of segregation and that history of oppression, but we're not that far removed. Yeah. And that's on Hulu? No, that's on ABC. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're watching like TV, TV. Wow. Yes. They still have that, do they? No, I'm just kidding. I've, I've heard a lot about that series. I have it on my list. Well, hopefully you can watch it and we can find out what your thoughts are of it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Um, next on my list, uh, we'll go to movies. Uh, and this one's been out for a couple of weeks, but my family and I saw it when it first came out. And that is the new Marvel movie, Shang-Chi, mm. the, the Ten Rings. Okay. And Have you seen this? No. Okay. So Marvel's moving into phase four. So we're meeting a bunch of new heroes. There's a bunch of new stories coming out. And this was a really great one. It's a new hero we haven't met before. It was really well made and and we just loved it. Gage is super into it right now and he's been learning all about Shang-Chi and, and his origin story and we really loved it. If you haven't seen it, I, I recommend it for everybody. And Tara, Shang-Chi is a Chinese superhero, is that correct? Correct. That's and, right. And we talk a lot on this show and just in general, even offline about how representation matters mm-hmm. and having the first Asian American superhero, what that means for not only the population in the world that is Asian and Asian American of Asian heritage, but what it means for all of our kids to start to see superheroes that look like everyone. I agree. I agree. And they do a great job with it. There's a a lot of representation in the movie, uh, a lot of history in the movie. That's it's really good. I thought they did it very well. And I know all of the actors are very proud of it and, and uh, we're excited about what they were able to put together for that community. And the reception that it is receiving has been super positive. Mm -hmm. It has gotten high scores on Rotten Tomatoes, like a 97% rating. And it is now the number one box office movie for 2021. So wild. Big up to Shang-Chi. For sure. For sure. What's next on yours? On mine, it's a, an album that my child made me listen to while we were driving to the dentist office a couple of weeks ago. And I have found myself, curiously enough, listening to it when he's not even in the car. (laughs) Okay. And that is Montero by Lil Nas X. Really? Listen. I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm not going to judge. I don't know. It is so good. And I prejudged Uh based on my hatred of Old Town Road. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a hater. (laughs) 
listen, I do remember how you would start banging like, oh, Old Town Road, the remix was hot for you. Uh It was. It was not for me. (laughs) But those of us parents with kids of a certain age know that that song was played on repeat for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when he announced that his first full album was dropping, I did not have high hopes Mm. at all. But interestingly enough, it's really entertaining. And he has a duet with Elton John. Really? Yes. Because I've seen their commercials, but I didn't realize it was born out of a duet. You got to listen to the album. Now I got to go listen to the album. I mean, I was going to do it anyway because you said that, but interesting. And it's an opportunity for me now to embarrass my son (laughs) because he will be in the car with his friends and I will be rapping along with Lil Nas X and Doja Cat. Just move to the top of the list. That is the only reason to do it for sure. That's (laughs) hilarious. And podcast family. So if you are looking for something to add to your music playlist, check out Lil Nas X Montero. Honey. Um, All right. So I'm going to move to social media stars. I am not on TikTok and I... I'm not going to say never, but I'm still held out. But I am on Instagram. And there are these two dancers that do a lot of videos together. They each have their own profile, but they do a lot of videos together. And I think they got popular on TikTok, but I watched them on Instagram. And that is, um, one of them, his name is Vic White. And the other one is Aubrey Fisher. And I am obsessed with their dancing reels. They are amazing. So you can follow both of them on Instagram and then you'll see them. Most of their videos are together, but they do them with other groups too. And I'm obsessed. So right now this is my social media pop culture moment. Coming from you has to be high praise because podcast family, in case you didn't know, Tara was a dancer in high school. That's true. And you were on your team. You were the captain of your school's dance team. I was for the first couple of years. Yes. So tell me about that experience. (laughs) I mean, it was awesome. We had so much fun and it was interesting because I think I've told you this before. You you know, I went to a school where I was the minority. So it was a, you know, it was a majority black school and a lot of uh, large Hispanic populations. Well, so what our drill team was not like what we saw at the white schools with like the cowboy hats and the kick lines. We did like the Tootsie Roll and, the, you know, like we, that's the kind of music we danced to. So we loved it. Like we did a dance to... I got five on it one year at homecoming. So we just had so much fun with it. So I'm not a professional dancer, but I can move. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Were you the only white girl on the drill team? Uh, Yes. Yes, I was. Really? (laughs) Yeah. How'd that make you feel? I mean, it felt good. I We all had a really good time. It was interesting to be captain. Like, I definitely, like, I honestly, I'm just going to say this, podcast family, this is what it was, but... The first performance we had since I was captain, I was in the front row. I was in front, right? And we did the dance. And then from that day forward, I was always, I started out as that white girl that can dance in the hallways. And then eventually just got shortened to white girl. And that was just my name. Really? For four years of high school. Yep. They called you white girl Tara? White girl That's right. It's true. If, if Tara was even included, I was just white girl as if I were the only one in school, which was not true. <laughs> I just love that you have that interesting experience and upbringing and stories that you can tell and share. Yeah, Most of uh, the schools I went to were largely white because they were private schools. I was the recipient of educational privilege. And I attended a lot of white schools on scholarship. Um, nobody called me Black Girl Conjure. Uh, hopefully they did not. I hope that they did not. <laughs> not to my face. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, right? Yeah. I was one of two or one of three. And for most of my friends who are 
graduates of predominantly white schools, a lot of us have that same experience. Mm. You, I think, are the only person, the only friend I have that had that reverse experience. Yeah. 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 And it's just we're, that's why we're unicorns. We're unicorns. That's right. <laughs> I wanted to be the unicorn like in Silicon Valley, like the tech unicorn. I would much rather be the billion dollar unicorn for sure, <laughs> for sure. But I'll take being a unicorn with you here in this space. That's right. For right now. That's right. But billionaire status, here we come. <laughs> We're on our way. For me, I don't have any social media stuff because I'm behind the times. I still have a Facebook page. Mm. But my pop culture pick is a book that came out this spring. And it's a book that we are reading for our anti-racism nonprofit um, it's a part of our book club, and it's The Sum of Us by Heather McGee. Mm-hmm. And it's her account of kind of trying to understand how if racism is so bad for everyone, mm-hmm. we even talking economically, right. how even if it economically disadvantages us, why it still is prevalent and prevails in American society and American culture. And understanding that it's going to take all of us to work together to eradicate it and fix this. Mm-hmm. And so- For me, I found it to be a really interesting um, analysis of how we got to where we are and real key action points on what we can do to move forward. I'm excited about this one. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with the book club schedule just because of school, but I definitely bought it and I'll be reading it along as quickly as I can. Uh, I've heard a lot about it. So I'm excited about this one too. Well, fantastic. Excited to share. And we're going to talk about that with our book club in a couple of months. And maybe we will bring that conversation online, podcast family. For sure. That would be awesome. Absolutely. Since it's probably the only book I'm going to get this year. (laughs) You don't want to hear about the other books I'm reading. They're no no fun. Textbooks are no fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then how are we going to wrap up? What else is on your list? So I have one more and it's not new. It's been around since the beginning of COVID. It kind of came born out of COVID, but it's one of my very favorite things all the time in its verses on, it started on Instagram with Timbaland and Swiss Beats. And then they got their own channel. They got their own, I mean, they've turned it into an industry essentially in verses, as you know, is um, taking two musical artists and sort of putting them together on stage and they do their hits back to back and talk about when they made that song and everybody then decides and judges who wins this person versus this person, but it's super fun. What has been your favorite versus battle to date? Well, there's two. The first one is uh, Swiss Beats and Timberland. I'm a huge uh, producer file. Like when I listen to music and people ask me who my favorite artists are, I always name producers, not the actual artists. Mm. And you know, Swiss Beats and Timberland. I mean, those are my guys back in the day. So that was a super fun one, the first one. Um, but just for nostalgia, SWV versus Escape. Oh my God, it was so much fun. I loved it. The reason I have not watched many of the versus battles is they're so late. <laughs> they are. They are. And you and I both watched, I guess, you know what? If I had another one I had to pick, you and I both watched Erica Badu versus Jill Scott. Yes. Which was incredible. Yes. And that was an early one before they turned it into a production. Like they were just calling from their houses. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. That one is probably the only one that I watched the entire, entire thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. I watched it straight through. That's true. And so if there was a musical versus battle that you would like to see, oh, who would it be? God, you're going to put me on the spot? Oh, man. Maybe. I am thinking of Dr. Dre, but I can't think of who it'd be against. It'd be Dre versus Dre. I don't know. Dre versus Eminem? Well, no, because 
No, because he is his producer. Yeah, he produced all, a lot of stuff. Yeah, because it, would, it wouldn't be for the rap. I mean, obviously, Dr. Drake could rap, but it would be for the production because he has songs that aren't just his, too. It'd be Dre versus, I mean, Dre versus everybody. I don't know. I it just, <laughs> just want to see Dre perform, I guess, is what I'm really saying. <laughs> Since we we're coming upon Halloween, I would need us to do a seance. <laughs> and I would need us to reincarnate Prince and Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Let's- we should go for Halloween and do a seance. I can get them back. That hey, I'll dress up as Prince. Let's just be them. <laughs> we'll do it ourselves. <laughs> we won't. We won't subject anyone. Nobody to that wants to hear all that. No. 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 And, and, and you know, I don't have a top uh, fifth one. I was going to mention Blackish because it is the final season, mm-hmm. and just to give a farewell to a show that over the last seven years has meant so much to so many people. And again, in the 1980s, when I was growing up, we had the Cosby show, we had a different world, even before I was born. No, I think I was probably really, really young. But in reruns, we were watching Good Times, and we watched the Jeffersons. But in the 90s and early 2000s, there weren't a lot of TV shows that had a comedic element that was showing what middle class black life was like, upper middle class black life, like the Cosby show did. And being able to see that and see that representation on TV for the last seven years has been so heartwarming and it's been so affirming. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing how that series wraps up and how they end it. But if you have not seen any of the episodes of Podcast Family, all of the episodes of Blackish are streaming and available. So check it out and let's watch this final season together and let's send them off with some good ratings. And go fall in love with Tracy Ellis Ross like me. <sighs> I love her. She's bad. She is like, I, I don't even, it, I can't even put into words how I feel about her. She's amazing. You hear sometimes the phrase, uh, I got it from my mama. Mm-hmm. She got it from her she mama. She got it from her mama for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And her mother is the legendary songstress, Diana Ross. Mm. So as we get ready to wrap up, I'd be curious to hear what is something that you are looking forward to this season, pop culture wise, Tara? So my next big thing that I'm looking forward to is the new Matrix movie coming out in December called Resurrections, I think. I mean, how long has it been? It's been, Jason and I were dating when the last one came out, maybe 2005. I mean, it's been a long time. And uh, I just love Keanu Reeves and I love that story. I'm excited about that one. How many Matrix movies have there been? Three. So this will be the fourth one. Do you know how how many I've seen? Zero. Zero. I knew that. Mm-mm. I knew that for sure. You're behind. Matrix is good. Lawrence Fishburne, Keanu Reeves, you're missing out. So good. I'm good. <laughs> we rewatched the first and second one. We need to rewatch the third one so we can be ready for it. That's that's how excited we are at my house. Yeah, I'm not coming over anytime. <laughs> what about you? What are you looking forward to? I'm also looking forward to a movie, and I'm looking forward to the film that will be released in November called King Richard, starring Will Smith. As Richard Williams, the patriarch of the Serena and Venus Williams family. Last week on the podcast, we mentioned Serena Williams and how I had the pleasure of hearing her speak as part of a conference that I attended. And so anyone who listens to this show and who listened last week knows that I'm a huge fan of hers. And I have been fangirling on Serena Williams for a very long time as has my husband. Yeah. And she, you know, we talked about that because she's been such a big proponent for mental health awareness. And that was what we talked about last week. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go back. It is on all platforms. And going forward, make sure you're following us so you don't miss any episodes coming up because we're just going to continue to talk about the people we love, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to seeing Will Smith transform into Richard Williams. Mm. He does such a great job in most of the characters that he portrays. And I'm 
thankful that they are bringing that story to the big screen. And I'm curious and I'm interested and I'm looking forward to sharing that with my son and showing him that with a belief and with a parent that believes in you and who um, has that unwavering support, anything is possible in this world. Yeah. I've heard really good things about that. I'm looking forward to that one too. So another thing for us to do is to deconstruct that movie because what we're not going to do is deconstruct the matrix. <laughs> I can't drag you into that one. You won't watch anything I give you now just because that one bad choice. <laughs> and then the British Bake Off was somewhere up there. Also not watching Listen, it. just give British bake, Baking Show a chance. I just, just give it a chance. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, her name is Prue. The other host, I thought of it later. Her name is Prue. <laughs> Guys, don't hate me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's you, Tara. Always coming through. <laughs> That's right. I'm clutch. <laughs> Most definitely. And podcast family, you're always clutch as well. We just wanted to take some time just to share with you some things that we are listening to, watching, and reading. And maybe you can take the time to do the exact same with us. Drop us a line, drop us a note, join us on any of our social media channels, or just shoot us a message, DM us. We'd love to hear from you and kind of hear what your fall 2021 is looking like. And as always, we hope that when people ask you one of your pop culture picks for podcasts, you include motherhood in black and white. With that being said, we are going to say see ya next week. Same time, same place. Take good care.